It is a Tuesday, which means it is time for Tech Tuesday and Rich tomorrow. All the latest on gadgets and stuff with KFI's resident, handsome nerd. It's Tech Tuesday with Rich Demiro. And uh, Rich is our KTLA tech reporter, host of Rich on Tech right here on KFI, Saturdays, 11 to 1 p.m. And you can follow Rich on Instagram at Rich on Tech. Website is richontech.tv. Good morning, Rich. Hey, good morning to you, Bill. All right, so let me share with you uh, what happened, uh, and it may have happened to you. Uh, so Sunday afternoon... Right, I'm getting warning after warning on my phone, the emergency broadcast signal, that high-pitched signal, which if you ever watch the movie Scanners, it makes your head explode after a certain amount of time. And there it was again, and I pick up my phone. Okay, I'm going to get another one. Earthquake alert. And now I didn't feel the earthquake, but it's pretty important to have those alerts because it doesn't give you much time. But you get to at least deal with it for 10 or uh, how long is the alert prior to an earthquake before you well, feel it, Rich? Yeah, it, de- it depends on the quake and how far you are. But they their aim is, you know, 30 seconds. But uh, it, it, for me, I mean, I was looking at the tape from my house. It was probably I got to watch it again. Maybe, maybe like eight seconds or something. So, you know, it's just enough time to understand what's happening and also to, you know, get underneath something like a table. Yeah, or get so, in under a, a, a doorway, for example. Yeah. And the Je- yeah, Jehovah like, Witnesses don't have to worry about it because they're already under doorways all over yeah. America. I don't, I don't understand that reference. Is that because they're always, like, knocking on the door? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, got it. Pretty got much, it, Rich. Okay. All right. Um. That reminds me, note to self, i got to get that no soliciting sign for my front door. Uh, so here's the deal. I think what you said, uh, the, the most alerts I've ever seen a cell phone get in my life was on Sunday. And, uh, you know, it's a good thing and a bad thing. A lot of people have become kind of numb to these things, and they've turned a lot of them off. But I do think that in certain circumstances, especially for the earthquake alerts, it probably is worth it to have it on. Because earthquakes can be confusing. You don't know if it's actually happening. And, you know, like I said, to get to safety is, is pretty nice. So this was kind of the first time I saw this work in a big way. This is all through the uh, shake alert system. This is the earthquake early warning system that uh, these are sensors they've got in California, Oregon, and Washington. And um, there's a couple of ways to get these alerts. So like you said, your phone might have sent them because they're basically now sending them through the wireless emergency alert system which is through your cell phone carrier. And you can turn those on or off in the settings on your phone. On iPhone, you can go into notifications and you can look under government alerts. And that's where a lot of people had turned these off because they were, they were tired of getting Amber alerts and so they turned a lot of these off and that's how these things get delivered. I think Amber alert is its own separate category at this point. Um, on Android, you can go to settings and then uh, let's see, it's safety and emergency and then wireless emergency alerts. Now, here's another weird thing about Android, um, or unique, I should say, that they also send their own alerts. So, like, Google baked these alerts into the Android operating system. So there's a separate earthquake alert category in the safety and emergency area of the phone. So you can toggle those on. That's why some people got double notifications. Now, you might uh, might have gotten a third notification if you had an app installed. So the best app is probably called MyShake, this is the one that's managed by scientists at UC Berkeley. Yeah, that's There's, the one I that's the one I have. Yep, that's the big one. I mean, that's I from what I can tell, that's probably the best one. 
There's another one called Quake Alert, but that one has not been updated in a few years. So I don't know about that one. San Diego, Bill, has their own. And I don't know if you remember this. Do you remember when the city of L.A. had their own? It was called Shake Alert L.A. Do you remember that a couple years ago? But it didn't really work. Um, It turns out they shut that down at the end of 2020. And, um, you know, so I think the best case scenario right now is to either just keep the wireless alerts, get the app, or if you're on Android, you can get the earthquake alerts that way. Yeah, and the easiest one I found, and because I don't do this very well, is uh, you just going to the app store and uh, doing earth, you know, doing a search earthquake uh, and shake alert, and that's the one uh, that I use, and I think that's invaluable. I I really do believe if you've gotten any amount of time to dive under a desk, uh, to uh, if you're next to a book bookcase, for example, and you're dumb enough not to have um, uh, strapped the book uh, bookcase to the wall. Uh, it's uh, it, it's going to save your life because you, when you talk about these major quakes that happen, uh, the the injuries for the most part are uh, those bookcases and furniture you're next to. Yeah, and my kid was asking me about that the other day. He was saying, you know, he's in bed and he said, "Dad, what about this this big bookcase right here?" I said, "Son, you know, come on, I I, I actually put those to the wall. Like I strapped them to the wall so that they don't fall down. And that was mostly when they were little kids. So they don't pull them down, but." You know, a lot of people like to take the shortcuts. You know, you see these videos on the news of the TVs falling over and stuff like that. So you just got to you got to think ahead. You know, uh, I do want to make a delineation, though, Bill, with all those apps in the app store. Um, a lot of those apps are after the fact. So they will tell you, hey, there was an earthquake, but it's not part of the early warning system. The early warning system only has, uh, like I said, those one, two, three, four, five ways you can get it. Through those wireless emergency alerts, the MyShake app, Quake Alert USA, Google through Android, and also that San Diego app. Those are the only official ones. The rest are all sort of like, hey, there was an earthquake. Here's the information. Yeah, so uh, the ones that happen afterwards, uh, you can go ahead and just look up uh, who cares uh, right on the App Store. Uh, Threads is doing something different, uh, rolling out real desktop support. I mean, you're talking about real support? Uh, That's kind of unusual. Yeah, so um, this is uh, Threads, just to give you an update, is Facebook slash Meta's answer to Twitter slash X, whatever we're calling it these days. And when it first came out, people were very, very excited. Oh, my gosh, we finally have an alternative to to Twitter, which is now X. But uh, it did not launch with all of the features that people wanted, probably because Meta just kind of forced this thing out quickly because they wanted to hop on uh you know, pick up some of that um, momentum of the hate of Twitter. So anyway, they launched the app, iOS, Android. It did pretty well. They got a bunch of signups very, very quickly. It's very tightly linked to Instagram, but there's no desktop version of it. So you can look at a thread, which is like their version of a tweet on a computer, but you can't really do anything else. So now they're making it starting today where you can actually reply, you can actually post, you can actually do things on the desktop computer, which I know doesn't sound like a big deal because we do everything on our phones right now, but that is probably going to make or break this social media network. There was a lot of news about how successful it was when it first came out, Threads. I mean, it exploded and it was uh, the greatest number of uh, new customers in the shortest amount of time. They automatically signed you up if you were Facebook or Instagram. It was, hey, new customer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, come on, you know. Yeah, it it was, look, 
there was almost zero sign-up process. Actually, there was no sign-up process. All you had to do was download the app and tap, uh, you know, log in. So the reality is, yeah, they got 100 million people to, to try this thing out in the first couple of days. But are people still on it? Are they still using it? I can tell you from my personal experience that I am on there maybe once a week, just if someone kind of says something to me and I go and check it out. Uh, give you an example. First person that popped up on threads is Bobby Flay, the very famous uh, chef. He's got 148,000 followers on threads, which sounds great, right? Uh, he's got two and a half million on Twitter. So I think the other thing we're seeing here is that it is tough to, to find your following all over again if you are someone that's successful on one platform. So just because you're successful on Twitter with a million followers does not mean that you will immediately have a million followers on threads. And so where are you going to go? You're going to probably go back to where your followers are. So they still have an uphill battle. This is not a done deal just yet. I know a lot of people aren't happy with some of the changes at Twitter. But, um, you know, we're just going to have to see how this kind of shakes out. Where are people going? Uh, because the disgust with Twitter is uh, beyond just the technological issues. I think a lot of people are leaving Twitter simply because, or X, simply because of Elon Musk, uh, just personal, personal animosity. Where are they going? <laughs> well, there's a couple places. Uh, Blue Sky is one of them. So this is uh, an app that was created by the, the former guy who started, or the guy who started Twitter, um, Jack Dorsey. That's his project. But the problem is you can't really get in there without an invite, so it's really tricky and very, very small. Mastodon is another place people are going, but that's even trickier because you really have to be kind of techy and nerdy to figure out how to use that. Um, and then there's Threads, of course. That's probably the biggest place that people have gone in recent weeks. But the interesting thing about all of these platforms that people are going to, Bill, is that eventually they will all work together. So they all use this protocol that uh, is the same. So it's kind of like an open web protocol. So whether you sign up on Mastodon or Threads or Blue Sky, eventually these will all interact with each other, which could probably be the biggest um, competition for Twitter if Twitter decides to remain closed the way they have been. Now, when you're king of the hill, like Twitter has been for many years, you don't need to be open. But when you're trying to compete now with some other new, new kids on the block, it's a little bit tougher to maintain that, uh, especially in the face of some of the criticism that Twitter has received. By the way, what's the fallout of renaming Twitter to X? That to, to me and a lot of people, that seemed like fairly moronic. You know, calling Elon Musk moronic, the multi-billionaire who uh, totally reinvented uh, the uh, uh, space program as well as the car, uh, the, the car industry. But, you know, uh, what's the fallout there? I mean, there there is no fallout. It It doesn't, I mean... Look, and I said this on my radio show, if your life is impacted by a billionaire changing the name of a company that he purchased, you got to figure something out in your life because this is a no, this is a non-starter. It's called X. All you have to do is remember what it's called. It's, a, you know, like I said, Twitter is not your baby. Twitter is not your brand. I, I get it. People like the fact that it was called Twitter for many years and I'm still looking at the URL. It still says Twitter, even though it's X. There's going to be some some you know time where this has to take effect. Yeah, and, and change, I understand but, that. You know, I understand that. But I'm just talking about did that add to the animosity of people hating oh, of Elon Musk. Bill, uh, you know, Elon I, just has to wake up for the animosity to happen. He doesn't really have to do much. So, like you said, look, the guy is a genius. I mean, he, he's put things into space. He created the most valuable new car company of the entire world. He's got the the standard charging mechanism now for all of North America. 
Um, do you have to like him as a person? No. Does he do some really weird things? Absolutely. Um, I think if we got to know the CEOs of almost any company, we'd probably feel the same way about a lot of them. They've just kept their mouths shut and their lives quiet. So um, Elon just can't seem to do that. And it, uh, it turned, it, you know, people have very strong opinions on this stuff. Yeah, really quickly, uh, a judge just ruled that you can't copyright AI art. And I can't imagine going the, any other way. Yeah. And look, and this is not the end of this conversation. This is just the beginning. But we're seeing a couple of uh, court cases. This is the latest as a federal judge who said, look, copyright is for humans. It's not for stuff that a computer generates, um, especially when it comes to images. And so, um, you know, this gives probably some fodder and some thought to the Hollywood studios about, you know, some of the things that they create. The only kind of side note to this is the judge said, look, if a human has a direction in the AI, like if they're kind of like programming that AI, that might be different. But I think the bottom line is just typing in, you know, cat on computer image into an AI image generator and then saying, I want to copyright that. I don't think you can do that. Yeah, we are going to talk about this a lot uh, because uh, let's go ahead and and somehow uh, be able to watermark uh, AI so you know that it's AI. But then what if you change it a little tiny bit? uh, bit? You change a few words. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's crazy. We'll talk more about this. Uh, Rich, uh, we'll catch you over the weekend. Uh, That's 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Rich DeMuro. Uh, Rich uh, on Instagram, at Rich on Tech. Have a good one, Rich. We'll catch you on Saturday. Thanks, Bill.